Welcome back to Bulletproof Mindset, Scotland's number one health, fitness and entertainment podcast. So today is a Q&A episode, but we kick things off with just general chit-chat. As you can see, I've got a fresh haircut. It's so, absolutely revolting. Gillian's so, just dumped them. <laughs> Gillian has filed for divorce papers <laughs> as I am growing my mullet out, but I like it and that's all that matters. Uh, what else did we even talk about in the intro? What we do want to know is what posters you had up on your wall when you uh, were a wee guy or a wee girl. <laughs> we're reminiscing of the busted days, McFly, because they've just... Uh, Busted have just recently done a tour and James is gutted he missed out his front row tickets. To <laughs> so them. upset, man. So upset. So after a 40-ish minute, was it about 40, 50 minutes episode yeah, yeah. Uh, conversation, we kick things off with three questions that we answer today. The first question is how to stop snacking at night and when it comes to the weekends. How do you know if you've reached your genetic potential and how to build confidence in yourself, whether that's in the gym or other aspects of your life? If you are struggling with confidence in the gym, though, we have a free workout plan that will be below. You can do this for 30, 60, 90 days, whatever, but this will be guaranteed to build your confidence and start your journey. And we also have a free lower back mobility guide for anyone that's struggling with any tightness in around their hips and lower back. So get that downloaded as well. Before we get into it though, can you please leave us a wee five-star review on Spotify? We're nearly at 70. We might be there by then. We might, I don't know when this is... get to 100. We don't, we don't know when <laughs> this is going out. And if you can subscribe on YouTube and click that notification link because we want to be notified when we send these out. So without... Oh, without... Ugh, can I get my words out? Without further ado... Let's get into today's episode. What a haircut, mate. It's good, isn't it? Sexy It's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting more like that. your mother now. Mate, I nearly lost it. How? Because he's styling it at the back. Do you want to do like a video? And then he's like, art it. He's trying to be artistic with it. You nearly lost the plot? I with him. Because it was like 15 minutes extra. And I was like, I just want to get out of here, man. And also... Hope he doesn't watch this. I don't give a fuck if he does because I told him. I told him I was like, I will never wear my hair like that. He put horns up, mate. And I was like, and I was he, like, I've not got it. We <laughs> post it on Instagram. It's just about I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to show the texture of the back of my hair. And I always cool, but it's fucking weird. I was well, like, I'm just, try, I'm just trying to envision me as jelly. Remember, remember busted right back in the day, and they wore the mate, fucking. Have you seen busted by a plane? When? Just there last Are night. They? I would the, have went to see them. I would have went to see them. Year three thousand, mate. <laughs> Right, so what age were you and Busted were it? I was a wee wee guy. I was seeing 20 year olds at it. I was like, Bro, you. I'm three years older than you, right? <laughs> Stop making it out as if I'm fucking 10 years You're older than you. Four years older than me, mate. When were you, 1997? I'm 97. Right, I'm 93, right? So <laughs> four anyway, fucking years. No, but what I'm saying is, I was like really, really young mm-hmm. when Busted were in the mix. And those 20 year olds there, like, oh, Busted. Huh? Really? Exactly. I guess I was like no chance were they when busted were a hang what was the who's the guy that done his wedding is that McFly actually they done it he sang a song for his wedding speech I'm sure that's McFly is that McFly I, I mean they're similar time though I'm trying to think what busted would have done recently where people no they wouldn't have mate people what's the names of busted Driftwood what's that the the wee pub in Glasgow Sucker Hill Street they play they used to play all the kind of tunes oh the bangers right aye 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 that'll be why say? I was going to say, like, what is the guy's name's in Busted? Do you even know? Matt, what's the what's the the guitarist name? You'll know who the. the I honestly, I don't, I don't think I will. And the other, the acoustic guitarist is James Sutton. Wonder who had posters in the room when they're younger. The two I, of us, eh? See, the thing is, uh, the the best. Look, I know I was about to go when I was a wee 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 guy, but the best. Look, Did you have posters in your room? Nah, never. I was that. I was, I was never that kind of person. Did you ever put posters in your room? Nah, not really. I had Lloyd's Bank 
uh, Lloyd Banks and 50 Cent G-Unit posters. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I went through a wee phase, ah, just at yeah. my dad's. Fuck them. And it was a Halo 3 poster, and that was the, I think that was the only thing I had. <laughs> I think I'm a gangster. <laughs> I don't know, guys. What they, they must be struggling then, eh? Aye, aye, obviously. But the, the, the best-looking guy back then is the ugliest now. Oh, really? What, uh, like, how old are they? Are they... Well, they were about 20 back then, so they're maybe about 30, 2, 30, no, maybe 35. No. Aye. No, aye, they'll be in their 40s. They? They'll be in their 40s. Fuck, so Let's they find out. Let's find out. Matt Walsh is one of them. That's his name, is it, no? Let's see. What you look like, Matt Walsh. The day he oh, I've heard that name. You know. Nah. <laughs> it's a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Walsh. Matt Sutton, no. He's also the guy who's... Oh, that's... He's that, a that's, pure right-wing guy. Ah, he's heavy right-wing. <laughs> that's not who we're talking no, about. No, no, no. Matt Sutton. Matt Sutton. Let's see how old is Busted. Ah, they, were a, they were a banger of a band. Oh, they've all aged, didn't they? Oh, man. They're rough. Oh, they've man. obviously not been hitting the gym. Formed in 2000. 20th anniversary, that's why. Aye, it's a 20th anniversary. What? 10th of October. Three years ago? So, Busted have announced they will be celebrating their 20th anniversary in the arena tour, which is heading... But I thought they were founded in 2000. I think they were founded, but it must have been for their first big gig. Aye. I don't know. You're the Busted They're obviously here. just like, you know what? We'll just do a random 20th yeah. anniversary. So in 2005, they split up. Didn't even realise that. I used to love McFly, mate, as well. McFly were good. Aye, aye. They've got some bangers still. Still, To mate. this day. Aye, aye, aye. It's, it's another one of them you turn it down when you're like, oh, I'm this too loud. <laughs> no, no. No? I don't mind bla- blasting the tunes because people are like, oh, fuck it. We've all well, well heard them. What was your favourite McFly tune? Uh, couldn't I tell you, mate. I'm rubbish with names. Like five dollars and a hair's like one of the main ones. It's just It'll the wee guitar it. and start ding 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 ding. It'll be ding, probably ding. something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good, mate. So who was the bands? So that was that the two bands you had? No, they Did were. You like, have a, do you have a, like a wee crush when you were growing up? On a girl. On guys as well. No, the sounds of things. No, 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 no. no. Did, what was? Did you have it? What do you say was your girl? My, one of my best pals was a wee wee guy he had a poster of a girl on the wall and we'd all go and like, you know, <laughs> walk up and kiss it. You know what I'm talking about, didn't you? Oh my god, no, you know I don't. No, no, I don't. I had unit posters, you're like, mate. You're like, like seven <laughs> year olds, you're like, I can't even mind who it up in the wall. Who was it? Oh, come on. I can, honestly, mate, it was that long ago that it could have been somebody like Britney Spears. Probably would have been. Do you know what I mean? It was that long ago. Somebody like that. It's mad that something like that's just totally gone gone i, I remember on mtv used to these big like plastic things that had the posters and you'd be going through it and i'd just be looking for a cool one. <laughs> oh, there's a gangster i guess like, you used to go to hmv and they had posters in there mm-hmm. didn't they like they kind of show i think there's only one one or two hmvs left oh they're, yeah, they're done they're done finished Try, I, I don't even know who i listened to when i was younger it's mad that like technology just fucking wipes no, all i listen to heavy metal heavy hardcore how did you get into hardcore music? So I I did remember how I got hardcore. I I so I was a. Uh, so you're grown up. I used Let's to set like, the scene like you're grown up, like, busted, McFly, no, nice wee indie tunes. My sister was always a pure bam. So was she listening? She to? was listening to like uh, the, MC tunes and all right, that, right? right? So I, I grew up with that, and I was like, you know what, that's quite good. Like it's the bouncy and like happy hardcore going into that. But then I, I would listen to it, like we would play like cod and that. I was one of the guys that had the music playing in the background. And uh, somebody was like to me, listen to Headhunters. 
And uh, I was like, right, put it on, man. I was like, that's fucking banging, man. So that was the first one? That was the first one. I remember the first <clears> two <throat> tunes I listened to. And... What age are you? 14. Right. 14, roughly. Uh, and it, so we went to uh, Raven Holland in 2016. And so it's called Project One, right? So they're Headhunters and Wildstyles. And they hadn't performed since 2013. So obviously we couldn't have seen them. But that was the last time they'd ever performed. They said they would never perform again. They've performed a few times since, but this is the first one back. The first ever hardstyle tune I listened to, I was like, man, it'd be amazing if they opened this. And they did. And I was like, no fucking way, man. Off your box. No fucking way. <laughs> we live streamed it, right? And then we handed it to a guy, we're like, yes, man. We're watching it back. And I was like, oh my God. I remember that dunt. What a fucking dunt. Mantle. 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 <laughs> so I. So 14. Mm hmm. Roughly, I. And by that point, I was like 22. So that's like eight years later. First ever tune. Ingrained in you. First ever hard style tune I listened to. They played it. First ever time seeing them. Hmm. What I don't. Been a while since I've got got right into music, but I'm not a gig guy, man. I love it. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. It's the people, man. See, and I don't like gigs in Scotland. Don't like hard raves in Scotland. Jelly was telling me Paolo and Latini. Um, was that about six months ago or something? They went to that. And a guy just whipped out his cock and just started peeing. And everybody was smoking weed. Aye, and aye. chucking it on and just started peeing in the in the floor next to them all. And I was like, that gives me the, that's the ick for me. My first ever uh, festival was Tina Park. Mental man, out my nut the full time. But then went to Raves in Holland. And they Different gave, experience. They gave you a row for no putting away your rubbish. Mm. So they should. No, I know. So it's a, it's a hangway and then you start getting into that. When you start going to the raves, you start getting ingrained in that. When you're in the actual festival, you're no. Mm. But when you're at like the campsite and that, you put your stuff in a bin bag and then you put it in a bin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a much cleaner environment. You go to take a piss or a shit and you can take a piss and a shit with <laughs> smelling piss and shit. Do you know That's what I mean? Clean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, thank the fucking Lord. I don't, it's, it's the UK, mate. You what? walk into some UK toilets, like just public toilets. You're like, where is the common decency of people <laughs> just went, I'm just going to piss all over this seat. Like, what you, why? Aye. I spoke about this before. I think if it was an Instagram story, actually, it's a good topic to see what you do. If you walk in and you're in, I don't know, say you're in an office environment and you're going to work and somebody's pissed all over that seat, are you cleaning it or are you leaving it? I'm cleaning it just in case the next person thinks it's me. That's where I, I'm in the same frame of mind as well. Aye, aye. Um, but It's like me, do you have a dirty shite, man? There's some things that I've not cleaned, like, see, service toilets, if you're on the service. I'm not touching that, man. Or like chain toilets because obviously it's are moving, man. <laughs> but I don't get why you, why you wouldn't clean up after yourself. Some people, some people just come for the kind of households, man. I thought I was a bogging bastard until I like seen places like that, and I was like, "Wow!" I always <laughs> There's flush. another five levels below me. <laughs> I always flush and I always wash my hands. Do you know what I mean? And uh, then you see the guys and they just walk straight out. I don't, I don't get that You're at all. Like, wow. I used to always hold the Somebody handles. Somebody tell his missus. <laughs> I used to always hold the handles at the top of the door. I wonder if you, if I imagine you're with someone and 10 years later, so imagine I'm with Jillian and I notice, yeah, do you wash your hands? She's like, no. I don't know. I honestly don't know. You wouldn't it's know made, the same thing. guy hanging. <laughs> let's let's That's true. We, That's are, true. we are way more clatty. But it's, it's usually all guys. Think? Aye. No. No, all guys are no the younger man. generation are getting more entitled you know what I mean <laughs> well, just, I don't need to wash my hands I seen somebody shite up in the wall in Tesco toilets I walked Excuse in me? <laughs> to do a shite somebody stood up on the toilet and shat on the wall and it went all the way down 
What goes through somebody's mind to go? So I'd, I'd, record, I'd recorded it, right? So I had video that I was like, what the fuck? And then I went and told the security and they heard us talking about the video and they walked in like, can you please delete that? And me stupid me deleted that. You videoed the guy shitting? No, I, vi- I walked in. Or just the, just, the just, aftermath? Just right. the aftermath. Right, right. Because I was like, wow. We went and told security, like, somebody shot on the wall. And then they heard us talk about it and they went, can you can you please delete it? That's nuts, man. I was like, what a The worst part of this whole thing that. is, somebody needs to clean it up. Somebody has to, eh? That's the that wouldn't be me. Thing. I'd go, I don't, I shove your job up your ass. No. Did you ever do it in Gym 24? Like cleaning the shit? JD? No. No? Nah. Fuck that. No shit, but like, you know what I mean? Like cleaning Maybe the I'll cleaning. Be, I, I've cleaned the toilet. I had to clean like, the toilet a couple of times. I don't mind cleaning pee. I don't mind it. Cleaning shit. No. Mind shit. That's all right. <laughs> it's different. It's <laughs> so different. Uh, that's a clean one. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a clean, clean job. It came from me. <laughs> sh- pure protein. Uh, what was it? I was going to bring up. So this was only what a fucking week we we're having with podcast episodes and everything, man. It's just no gone right. Um, it's, um, not, it's, it, it's actually not that bad. It's no bad. It used to go worse. It did used to go worse. You're right. We're still getting the content out. So I'm away next week for my thirtieth, and which will be this week. Aye, so when the well the episode that's just went out on Thursday there, I saying it. Oh, by the time this episode's out, I'm going to be thirty, and it's also because <laughs> we had to bring it forward. Uh, aye, 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 so, um, aye, I'm cranky today, man. I don't know why. It's just an end sitting on that chair in the so barbers, and I'm just man half so, so man, irritated. Mate, it must be the moon. I was, mate. I was, I was holding my phone. And I was like, it's not much fucking phone, man. If he doesn't get me out this chair, <laughs> I was out there, right, and a. Uh, the phone I was trying to download the podcast I was trying to upload it and I looked 9% I looked 6% I looked there looked up a wee bit 6% 9% I was like ah, see if he talks to me I'm stabbing him <laughs> <laughs> I was like don't talk to me like because I was yeah. there and you were there never said a word to each other <laughs> came in it's like oh no I've uploaded the own podcast and I was like actually just what I end my life now <laughs> I just don't know why I'd, it's the, like you said in the grand scheme of things it's not really I think te- no, but technical issues are worse than any other issues. Nah, it's just when something doesn't go to plan for me. It's no technical issues because what that was two clicks. Well, button. I'm the same because I I'm the same. That's what it is. Like I, my full day, my full plan of the day is like so far back now. Yeah, like, I, I wanted to do have two extra videos already uh, I know, done. I know. Um, so because we're recording this just now, yesterday, interestingly enough, one of the shorts that we posted with Andrew Elliott. And then I was talking about the company in Sweden, so that got fucking wee bit, wee bit of traction, wee bit of controversial, healthy debate, I guess, if you want to call it that. Some people, obviously... I get four unfollows. Did you? Aye. I need to check. And I know it was because of that post. I'm not, I'm think not so? bored. I, well, probably. We'll see. Because mm. I was like, ah, you should be going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but see, when you actually look it up, that company in Sweden is no mandatory. It's, it no? no, it's... Um, should be. Encouraged. <laughs> So I actually want to talk about it because we didn't really talk about the subject of lifting weights and what what business you should do more of. Um, and the one the one guy that was going back and forth, I know he listens to the show. He's fucking oh, really, yeah. really. I would consider like if I seen him like nice good guy. friends. Okay. I really wholesome and he raising some good points. And I was like, this is actually quite good to talk about. We, ne- we never about. we never spoke about it last week, but I was laughing. <laughs> so on TikTok. It's just a different ball game when people comment on it. And did you see the guys like, I'm not going to have MD in my company wear specs? And I was like, 
I think you're missing the point here. We're not saying... So for preference... Is that if, what you said on TikTok? Uh, did you not say it? No. So I said, I don't, I don't think James chose to be specky. I replied to it saying... Oh. And it, he's no replied back. But I was like, oh, you're missing the point of what we're trying to raise there. And I guess this is the thing with short form content because you've got to get judged on it either way, right? See, see if you're offended, then the shoe fits you. <laughs> By the way, Craig wasn't offended. I know that. No, no, he was, he was raising a very But that point. guy with the specky things, offended. The YouTube comments were funny as well. I got a comment on mine the other day. What language is this? What language is it? <laughs> Scottish, mate. <laughs> James is Scottish. <laughs> Inbred Scottish. Oh, his name's Jim T. He's got specs in his fucking profile picture. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, no, it's not him. Oh, is it not him? No. no. So topic i want to chat about then is on the not mandatory right so let's put this go the, the clip was a wee bit uh other, it was a hook to put andre at the start oh fuck i need to tell you about this so i put him at the start and he's like everybody in my company should be should uh, has to have a six pack and i reposted it shared my story and i was like andre lights i can't pass it on and he replied to my story and he was like what did you think and I was like, I'll show you. I was like, ah, you're a cunt. Did you him? <laughs> I said, that it's no him, obviously. Mm. It's his PR agent or something mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I said, you're like, oh, fuck. Where is it? Uh, it's so funny because I seen it and I was like, oh, no. I, what did you think? Question mark. I was like, that's obviously no you. Uh, yeah, yeah, You've yeah, obviously yeah. not looked at the video. But the, the whole topic then, do you believe businesses should encourage some sort of man, no mandatory time, but block in time for their employees to work out. And I think we both have a very similar answer, but let's let's talk about it. Absolutely, aye. And this is paid time as well. I was going to say, aye, as, as long as it's paid time. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> aye, I think if, if it's paid time and you go, look, we'll give you an hour, just we'll, have, we'll bring somebody in and you can go and work out in that time. Mm -hmm. The problem... There's so much that needs to happen for that to work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you need to have equipment close by, you need to have a pl an instructor close by, or a PT close by. You need to have a lot of things there for this to work. But you'll absolutely, like... And then, but you also need to, like, the message we portray, that person who's taking all this needs to portray that message as well. Because people will be like, why am I doing this if it's just for, like, hang me? Yeah. Because you, you need to be doing it for health, mm -hmm. not to get fit, strong in six packs. Like, if you're doing it for your health, then you're feeling better, and then you're working better, and then you're happier when you're in the house. Like, you know, the biggest problem that I see in, in, in different gyms, different places, all these different workplaces, everybody will come in and go, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. And then they go home, so tired. They for the West End as well. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all so tired, they don't like their job, they're all moaning. Now this could take that back a bit and change it. Mm. Oh, we've got a bit of, no, people at the start will definitely be like, oh, fucking hell, I fucking need to work here, no need to fucking do a workout while I'm here as well. But I know for a fact that in time that would slowly change and go, oh, thank fuck we got a wee bit of break today, something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
and I think that's the that's the key thing here. So I don't think anything should be forced. No, because that never work. That doesn't work for our clients. But no, they think that unforced. I need you to shout at me, and I was like, no, you're with the wrong person. Because if I shout at you, and you need me to shout at you to do this workout, we're not building long term sustainable habits for you. Huh. And like you said, it depends on the person, it depends on the message, all this sort of stuff. But the one thing that was interesting in this debate is like companies shouldn't they have a right to force anything on that, and it's absolutely true. But large companies corporate companies will put mandatory team meetings and everyone needs to attend the team meetings and then bring in like a mental health nurse and say right this is the stuff on your mental health and this is the stuff on x y and z and it'd be different here's what you have to do for security to me it's no different saying look guys we're going to do an activity based thing that's physiotherapy style bands something like low barrier to entry and like you say, it's a good instructor that a good instructor that's brought into that where everyone can do something with it, and it might only be fifteen minutes. It's not for them to lose weight. It's not for them to get stronger. It's none of none of that. It's just here's the benefit benefits of of physical training, and I like the argument of the the religious thing because if a company, in a way, a company has I believe a company has the right to do what they want because they're they're a private owned company. That's what I think. And if they choose to do something that you don't like, don't work for them. Exactly, and I know that's that's quite harsh to say, but, no, but that's true. you choose. This used to bother me the fuck <laughs> with every single person that worked in BT. You know, choose to work here. They're moaning faced bastards half the time, 20, 30 years of their life in that morning job. Now, and I and I got to the point when I was managing some people, I was like, "What? Why are you here? Like, what is it that you enjoy about this job? Or oh, this company's went to shit? Ah, you used to smoke and drink in the office back in the nineteen fucking eighties. It's a different world. So, two options for you." I know change is hard, change is hard for most people, but can you at least meet in the middle and try and adapt your behaviours to this change that's coming in? Mm-hmm. If the answer's no to that, then we need to find another job, mm-hmm. find something else. And it, it actually brought back a memory. One person in my whole career, uh, when I was working in the corporate world, was so overweight that we had to bring a conversation of him looking after his own health. It wasn't my job to do as yeah. a leader. He just had to do his job. But he was that big as an individual that it was affecting his job, the amount of sick that he was having, um, the amount of times that he had to go to the hospital. It was just a fucking shit show of, of chaos. And that, to me, like, I can't force it. I'm not forcing anything on him at that point. But in that business world, how would that person's life have been changed, changed for the better if there was once a week, half an hour, there's some sort of activity base that everyone can opt in to do mm-hmm. how would that how would that that help what more can be done in the workplace to encourage and highlight the importance of of um activity not even lifting weights just activity aye, aye, aye. like you especially in an office world where you're sat down behind a desk all day and some businesses do they bring in somebody and you do like a wee thing but it's like once a quarter once every six months aye. and some people oh that was great and I'm yet to kind of meet somebody that goes, man, I feel so, I'd, I feel worse from doing that. Have you ever met somebody that's... More than face bastards. No, but I, I'd, I've, even with them... Well, they will find a way to moan, mate. They're, they're well, and I think there's a personality trait that you need to kind of reflect on. It's like, mm. well, what a miserable life that you're living if everything is that doer and doom and gloom. I bet you, mate, you've, oh, you've worked with people. I know. You're like, fucking shut up. Yeah. Shut up, man. I do not give a fuck. So this was some of the conversations I had to have with some people Aye, on my team before I had to say to them, look, you're bringing the overall energy of the team down because mm-hmm. you're always, I don't know if you're realising it, and this isn't just coming from me, this is actually coming from your peers. Mm-hmm. 
And it was like, oh, they're just like, they're grassing on me. And I say, no, it's nothing bad. I was like, you just, you need to take ownership of this. I was like, what's going on? Is it any, like, this is where the support mechanisms in, in corporate businesses can be, they can be okay, but it all depends on the manager and the team that's leading that. At the end of the day, you're always a number at, at the end of the day, and they can have big places. And there's nothing wrong with being, but I don't know, somebody, somebody has to do the job though, don't they? Oh, yeah, you know, no, absolutely, absolutely. Like, but at the end of the day, like, when it comes to the places, you are, I think, you are replaceable all the time. That's the, the, I think that if you're replaceable, then I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there, but you're definitely, in all the corporations, no matter what structures are in place for mental or physical health, you're always replaceable the next day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I remember somebody telling me when I was leaving. He goes, Dale, everybody will think this is this is the be-all and end-all because you're leaving the business. And he goes, think of it like a ripple in a pond. You throw that stone, there's a big wave. And then three months down the line, the ripple goes out and then you're you're forgotten about. Because with those roles, believe it or not, like somebody might not be as good as you or be as experienced as you, but ultimately they'll still get paid to do what you do. Mm-hmm. It might be the, diff- the role may change and all that. But this is where life goes on, regardless. And once you start realizing that, you're like, you know what? I'm getting so caught up in this shit mm-hmm. for no reason. Life moves on. Yeah, I may as well. It's like when we lose a client, it's like fuck. We've all fuck, we've fuck, fuck, fuck. And we've then all you're been like, caught up in the morning oh. in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You've all been like, oh fucking shite in here, fucking pish. What a pish day. And you, we've all done it. And then at the end of the day, you choose to do that. And if you don't choose to do anything else, again, it's all your choice. All your choice. All your choice. Like. I was uh, scrolling through the stoic Insta the other day, and it's true. Like everything is your choice. Do you know? What, do you know what I mean? Like everything that I've been through, every the way I've reacted has always been my choice. Like once you pass a certain age, it's all your choice. Do you know what I mean? Where you go from there, what you do, is all your choice. So if you're st- sitting in a workplace and you're like, "This is fucking shite," I'm gonna go home and sit on the couch. And I'm gonna do fuck all. I feel shite. Well, that's on you. Do you know what I mean? That is totally on the person. And if I think a wee hour and you can have, I honestly think a wee, what about a 30 minute mobility day where that's what I mean. We a wee bit of walking and then maybe a wee bit of weights. That'd be perfect because it it shows the, it shows the benefit of stretching, moving in different positions. A little bit of weight training, a little bit of moving. How good that fucking feels. It's more the empowerment to give the individual because I guess there's a bit. Which is one of the questions we got later on in the episode where like there's a your self worth is so low because like you said, mm-hmm. you're like, man, if you don't like the job, you're almost it's a catch twenty two because you get bills to pay, you might even have kids and some people aren't fortunate enough that they can just go off and start their own business. And I and I get that, but what's the alternative? The alternative is always the negative thing. Mm-hmm. What happens if it was the best thing for you? What happens if you Aye. looked for the other job and it was a better thing? Is it guys like like you've like Richard said that um in one of the the future episodes like you, you kind of choose your heart in a way mm-hmm. and and as much as I don't quite agree with everything but you do get you, you get to pick and choose your lifestyle that you want to live mm-hmm. and you can live it one way or another way you can live the whole victim mentality and you can guarantee a life of moaniness yeah or you can choose the other option where you can't guarantee but you've got more options and yeah. an are we kind of tiny bit of oh this might work out the way I like to look at it is go, why is that person successful? Why is that person happy? Do you know what I mean? There's two 
successful and happier two different things you could be you have all the money in the world and you could be super super sad i was gonna say i know i know plenty of people in that open reach and bt who were very successful on 30 40 50 60 70 k somewhere in the range of that and it was because of the the job served the purpose to pay them an amount of money that can fit with their lifestyle and what they want to do with their family fantastic mm-hmm. it's not a bad place 35 days holiday a year sick pay guaranteed pension all this so all these benefits played to that person's lifestyle and i think that's where this get this conversation can get people's backs up because it's like that can be your successful life yeah yeah it doesn't that need be. to be like running your own business and being a millionaire but no. there's why why am i then looked down upon because that's my goal like your goal is different to mine so why would why why did why, why did i get brought down with you know some you, of the you start people? eating healthier or you're on a diet yeah just eating the foods i eat i know just eating the food it's not a fucking diet but that definitely probably is portrayed from insecurities oh i i've seen the way how i've been doing how the way i speak to everything i don't get that anymore do you know that way I used to get that. I used to be like... Part of it today. Today was a shit day. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like when people meet me now, they're not like, oh, what, are you dieting and all that as much? Because I'm straight on. I'm like, no, I do this for this. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, all right. And they're like, oh. Because people are more engaged when you tell them it for a, for a good reason. Yeah. But before it was like, oh, are you dieting to like, build your muscles? I'm like, I'm getting fucking shredded, man. Getting fucking abs. And that's a shite message to get you people who are in an office job who just want to get feel a bit better. That's why most of them don't. That's why most of them don't do it though. Because like, out of why a, the fuck would I want to be like that fucking dick? Out of a centre, 160 people, I was that guy. Aye. And five or six of them, I was known as that guy. And five or six of them it spoke to the younger people. Oh, can you help us out? And mm. I was like, aye, aye. When in reality, if I was going in there every day and I had... More, and I was like, oh man, I've got great energy and I was communicating the things that I know now. Probably have inspired and encouraged a hell of a lot of other people to you, work out. You'd, uh, you wouldn't encourage these six people, these people would uh, don't idea that, mm. but you'd encourage fucking a hundred other people. Well, at the same time, I think I can convince a, a person, I, I think with what we speak about all the time, I can certainly convince a, a young guy or girl that's focused on aesthetics to see the other side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, they need to make their own mind up. I was going to say, to a degree, but a lot of people, you know you're in that mindset. It takes a lot longer to change that because you're like, I'm fucking, I'm loving the attention more than anything. You need to go through it. You do? I guess you, because... You do? Could you have have spoke to your 19-year-old self and said, here, don't focus on bodybuilding, do this strength training side of things? Do you think you could have convinced your ego-driven, cocaine-sniffing, party animal... Fucking I think if, so, if somebody would have sat me down and says, look, this is a fucking, this is a path to go. You can get to here, then I. I think if the right person sat me down and said it, I. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But instead you're looking at all these shite influencers and all that and you're just like hooked on them. You're yeah. like, I want to be like that. And it could have been a guy. Because anybody, when you, when you walk into a gym and you're small or like if you're small like me or you're overweight, anybody else is looking in your mind you're like they look better than me you know you know that's how it goes yeah. you're like they must know more they must know more so if somebody was to come over and speak to you and give you the right message and go do this for health but you'll get to here at the same time mm. if you still work hard then absolutely your 19 year old self would change because you, you know back then that you just want to be better but at the time there's a bit of, there's a bit of glamour in it there is do you know what i mean 
I'm not. I'm not sure. For me, I don't know. It's like like you said, the compliment of, oh, look at size of you. Like aye, that's aye. why we was hooked on at that point. So aye, for somebody aye. to say, don't folk, it would be hard because the way you would communicate to me back then is if you want to get bigger, do squats, bench, and deadlift, and that's how that message got through to me at the age of twenty. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try these squat bench and deadlifts out. And I was like, okay, I'm working out less and I'm getting bigger. What the fuck's going on I can't on even here? remember how long I skipped legs for, but it was a long, long time. I didn't even skip legs. I just oh, I skipped legs for ages, mate. My legs was leg extensions, hamstring curls. <laughs> it's almost like Jade Burns' bodybuilding day slip. <laughs> 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 I hope he hears that. I hope he hears that. <laughs> uh, so I t- took a wee bit of a right turn there, but I exercise definitely needs to start making its way into this world. Are this you, this workplace. I tell everybody, you need to be exercising. You need to be. Nay fucking ass butts or maybes. Mm. This is... It's the way things are going as well. Like, more and more office jobs, more and more working from home jobs, where at least if you're going into the office, there was more movement. Aye, aye. I seen it firsthand. I would aye. get 6,000 steps being in the office. Working from home, fuck all. 600, mate. Aye. And that's me. And I've got, I've got a reasonably sized house where... <laughs> Walking through the kitchen back up to my room was a good fat fifty to hundred steps. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it like the east wing or anything like that? But there was <laughs> there was a lot. There was more moving. I think of people who live in like flats and and all this sort of stuff. Nothing wrong with where you live, but I'm like, that's half the steps I was doing. So I was getting six hundred. You're getting three hundred. Yeah, and that's why I like trackers. That's actually a, a good deep dive episode we should go into. Like, aye, aye. Like uh, the, how the, the trackers. Um, but I exercise needs to, I think that's something that we're going to continue to hammer. And hopefully we can do things with businesses to to kind of communicate this message and, mm-hmm. and get in front of that. So if you if you would, if you would you're listening to this and you're like, oh, it'd be great for them to come and talk at our business and so can my, I encourage people. My dad's sitting all day. And uh, my, my, my dad's changing towards the, the aspect that, you know, if you're eating better and moving more and lifting weights, then the things that affect you in your life will affect you less. And he was like, such and such has got this. It's genetic. And I was like, ah, right. And then I was reading it. I was like, right. So I was like, show me, read, read it to me, read it to me. And no, before I'd have been like, no, he could they fix this. But I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter anymore. Like, I'm not trying to fucking hang me in. But I was like, I want all the details. So I want to hear this. So I was like, right. So he's got it. And he's got it, right? So it's two people. What are you talking about? Uh, high iron. Right. And basically, you take in a lot of iron, you, you keep it. So you tell. Was it two guys? Yeah. So I've got a theory on this. So let you say. Right. So I was like, right. Like, cool, cool, cool. So they were saying, like, the the women are usually the, the carrier, they pass it on. Right. Mm. The, the men in the family are getting it worse. I'm like, cool. Is this an iron deficiency or too much iron? Too much iron. Aye, I've got a good theory. Right. So I was like, right. This one's got to blow your mind. You go right. You tell no, no, no. Wait, here where you go with no, this. No, so I was just sitting there, like at my first thing we wait anything. How's your diet? What do you mm. eat on a daily basis? What do you drink on a daily basis? And what do you drink out of mm-hmm. the containers that you drink out of the containers that you eat your food out of? Um, uh, did they think about that? No. Did they look at the diet? No. I'm like, well, how the fuck do they just know like genetics? I, how I, the I... fuck do they know? And see, how old are they? One's 60, one's... I saw older, older. No, one's 30. Right, okay. Right, so, but obviously, the, the, the one... And I was like, I, I, usually, I would go off and go blah, 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 blah. See, deep down, I was like, everybody's just the same. Oh, I've got <laughs> this. Me. That's it. Fuck it. It's just genetics. My dad had it. My mom had it. I'm fucked. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, 
But I was just I was saying, oh, it's funny. That's one of the questions we've got later on on genetics. Is it? Uh, we've got. Well, it's, it's a wee bit different. So, so aye. The sure. so the the aye. That's that's actually so common. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is hereditary. Oh, that's aye, and all that sort of stuff. Common. Aye, it's common, and and it might be common, and, it, and there might be an element that it's genetically passed on. But, but I I'm, won't get it. I but if I won't get it. The if, rest of my family will get it. If we're looking at how's your sleep, how's your water <laughs> intake, are you moving, and the nutrition, I think we forget those four pillars of everything for our health. If they're all gone to shit, how do we know it's not that? Like, why do we just assume it's the other thing? <laughs> so iron's an interesting one, and I remember hearing someone talk about this. So women have are more common to be iron deficient. I know that's what I said to my dad because of their. They menstruate, they aye, bleed aye, every month, they get, they get out. and through blood you're you're losing your, your iron levels. Mm-hmm. And as men, the only time we bleed is if we cut ourselves. Aye. And and there was an interesting study that was done on men who give blood on a yearly basis or a six-monthly basis, and I was like, that makes so much fucking sense why you would want to give blood. But you also see if you give blood and you've got too high iron, they can't take the blood and get to No, I know, but if it's selfishly, if it's going to reduce your iron count, then aye, aye, aye. Um, So I, the, the pan that you cook on as well, the fucking iron skillets all the time, Mate. like the older guys, we, lo- we love that shit with your steaks and stuff. Like all that transfers over. And I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know too much about it, but if I had to make a crack at one of my clients and they said, look, I've got this, I'd be like, right, work with someone like X, Y, and Z. Let me see what I'm going to do from an exercise point of view, from a sleep point of view, tracking your biofeedback, all this sort of stuff. And I'm pretty sure like maybe seven times out of 10, you're going to, that will be enough to to make a make it better. Might yeah. not eliminate it, but certainly can improve it. Because if you're feeling shit the now and you're not looking at your sleep, you're not looking at your nutrition and you're not working out, I can confidently say I know the benefits of those three things and how that's going to affect your life. It doesn't matter if your iron's high. See, if you do all these things, you will feel Aye. better. Your iron might still be high, but you're going to feel better. And then if you get your iron low and you keep doing it, your iron might not go high again. Yeah. You don't, if you don't know what foods you're putting in your body, you don't know if there's high iron content in anything you're putting. Mm. Drink, alcohol, fucking, that's going to fucking skyrocket your iron. Yeah. Drinks are fucking... Do you know what I mean? Aye. People are drinking going... Genetics, aye. Genetics, but I'm I drink always, every weekend. I, I'm not, mate. Some folk are drinking nightly, like daily, aye. Especially like our parents' generation, aye, aye. aye. They, it's quite common for them to have a baby like on a nightly basis, and then some parents, it's like it's not just a baby; it's it's a good four or five drinks aye. every single night. Aye. Now you do that for five years straight. <laughs> I'm being serious. What like, do you I, think's going to happen? Aye, I know, like I know family members who who do, and it's I'm not do I'm not saying this to shame them, but like it's just no. it is definitely a big generational thing. And I was speaking this with one of my clients. She's like, all my friends consistently drink, and I was like, what do you do? She's like, I've just never seen the appeal in it. And then I was asking, I was like, why do you think that is? And it was like, I don't know, like just the the age that they're growing up, they Wait, had the she... autonomy in her fifties. Oh right. So that's what I mean, like from from 50s to 60s like that Aye. that era of people like very common for them to drink because that's their that's their tv that's their screen time Aye, that's... we've we've replaced that with fucking our dopamine My that's wish. their dopamine hit yeah, yeah. So i was talking to gavin the other day and he said buying fucking football strips it's a boring ass <laughs> dopamine hit but that's his dopamine hit that's what we've all getting, got our that's what he's getting his done our individual fucking done and i think for our parents and that sort of stuff that's where that's probably why it lies in that because yeah that I'd, I'd never get this, but I can imagine it. That first taste of the pint, it's like, oh, yeah. It's like when we eat fucking dark chocolate or we eat that burger seven. It's like, oh, yeah, that's so good. Mate, that <laughs> is the best. That is the best, man. So, but if you're eating foods like that, then you can't really complain that stuff's happening to you. No, 
it's awareness at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think until you bring it to someone's attention, they're like, because they're almost in disbelief as well, especially with drink. People get their backs up with that. I'm not alcoholic. I'm not saying you're an alcoholic, but you, alcohol's bad for you. Aye, how many times have we drink? Alcohol's it? a poison. Well, I only drink it a, a, a wee bit throughout the week. It's like, wait, what does that look like? Talk me through it. Oh, just a wee half glass of wine every or a glass night. of wine every night. So, so you drank every day. How long do you think you've done that for? couple of months maybe a year maybe a couple of years and you're like holy shit i've been doing it for the last seven years and again it doesn't come from a place of shame it's just more it's the the main method of for us if you're working with us it's it's bringing it's awareness figuring out where the fuck are you at let's bring some some things to the attention the funny the thing forefront. is right and the way i was going to say this to my dad but i was like you know what scrap it pick they're your in, arguments they're, they're, no they're engineers so what is an engineer's job F- find a problem right and find a solution I thought you were going to say they're licking the machines. <laughs> <laughs> but to find a problem, you need to know what's happening during all the systems. Mm-hmm. So p- people just go with a body, I'm not doing that. I don't, do, we don't need to do that. A body does what it does. Mm-hmm. But then you go, if you check the systems, hey, at the end of the day, you pro- you might still have whatever it is. But if you check the systems, you probably go, That's that system's not working. Mm-hmm. That system's not working. That system's not working, and then you do need to ch- check your ego as well. With like drink and like fast food, and you need to go. Ah, isn't it good for me? Mm-hmm. And if I've got like, oh, I but we bet I can drink every night and feel all right. But we bet he's no you. Do you know what I mean? Also, you're seeing her for a very short window of your life. Do I? You don't know how she's feeling when she goes home. She can take her bag off and go. I feel fucking shit. And she get, doesn't eat anything the rest aye, of the weekend and all that. And gets it. out the door and goes, puts a smile on her face, but gets in depressed. There's like so much can happen. But I've got another thing I want to speak about, right? So got a new online client. Don't know if she listens to the podcast thing, but she was like, got a a dodgy disc in her spine, right? Slip disc. Depressed. I can't exactly remember, but it's it's went it's like lost about its uh, size, right? Right. And now she was talking to me. I was like, right, cool. So it was an online client. So I had to make her a super simple program. And uh, she was like, I can't squat and deadlift. My physio and my chiropractors told me I can't squat and deadlift. I was like, don't believe them. But yeah, obviously I'm not going straight in and going, I'm going to get you squatting deadlift. So hard, isn't it? So, you have to bite your tongue a lot when you get the, the, the client. So she came to me. Like she came for an actual in-person session. And I was like, great, man. I really want to go over everything. So she came in. And more talking about everything. She says, you've been doing a mobility day. Her shoulder's feeling a lot better. I was like, tell me again what's happening with your spine. So she told me. And then she was telling me how she'd done her personal trainer. And she just had him doing all the mad shit. And she hurt. I was like, where did you hurt it? She, in the gym. I was like, right. Let's reverse engineer this thing. Right, man. right, right. I was like, so she told me. I can't remember what exercise. I was like, it doesn't actually matter what exercise. I was like, I want to see your squat, your hip hinge, and your brace. Right, so I was like showing her how to brace, and I showed her how to properly warm up, so she so everything was mobilised. I was like, right, let's go through this RDL. I says, right, so she was focusing the bracing. She's like, oh, I've never done anything like that. Right, so I'm like, straight away, she's never been bracing properly, so she, an XPT has never showed her how to brace. So I'm like, right, we're gonna go super light. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on watching your form. Her toes were coming up on our RDL as well, so she's gone through her heels. Mm-hmm. Right, so a lot of load was getting took off her full foot. So once she started doing that and bracing properly. So she was only doing three kilo herself, right? By the end of it, we had her doing 10 kilo and no pain. I'm like, good. I want to see your squat. But and she was like, I bet hang me see the can I was like, ah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why a physio and chiropractor says you can't squat 
what the fuck do you do when you stand up and sit down? Stand up, now you squat. I was like, right, so you squat. You already do it, mm. but you just don't do it with weight. So obviously, if you've done it with weight, then you would have your better performance to stand up and sit down in day life. So I explained to her, like, actually, that does make sense. So I so got her four kilo. And I was like, right, take squat, you're going to do the brace again, and you're going to slightly hip hinge, and you're going to open the hips. So you're not just going to go down. Ah, feels fine. Got her up to 10 kilo. I was any pain? No. Flying. Squats are flying. I'm like, cool. Go to your physio. Go to your pra- chiropractor and tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and <laughs> by the end of the session, right, I was like, look, I was like, I knew you could squat and deadlift, but I didn't want to get you doing it straight away. I wanted you to stay in your lane. I wanted you? to ease you into it. I stayed Build in the lane. Build trust. Build trust. Build That's what it's all about. Exactly. And I was like, look, you're, you're fine with that. You could have went way heavier the day, but what I do want you to understand is what you do have, obviously, she has a genuine issue where mm. A disc in her spine. You will need to go a lot slower in your progress on these lifts. Absolutely, than most other people. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I say the only thing you need to do different is load manage a lot slower. Mm-hmm. I say is if, I, if I'm going at hundred percent, you're probably going about thirty percent. So I'm in a squat and deadlift. I'm making in three months what you're in a month what you're doing in three months. But that's fine. I would I would argue against that. I would say no, but even I'm saying that doing, I say as a minimum. I know, but even her thirty percent. That's that's a better position to be in. Oh, aye. Because thinking the fatigue that you have to go through to get stimulated. Oh, no, I, 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 She can do 30% and get the reward from that. Absolutely. Like, that's what I mean. And it, it, these are arbitrary numbers, obviously, but nothing infuriates me more than that. I fucking hate it, mate. So, well, to you say that, I and I was going to say, it. if anyone's listening and you've been told that advice, are you prepared to lose the ability to bend over and pick something up and stand up and sit down? Because if you are, listen to that fucking advice. Aye. But if you're not, change physios change chiropractors we've got some good people in our network people coming on the show and that sort of thing but we need to understand like why would we just skip it completely instead of understanding why is that this slipped why is that shrunk so like you said you've asked the questions when being well mm-hmm. i heard it while doing an exercise right so you heard it while doing an exercise what was the exercise i was a fucking burpee box jump all right that's a quite a high intensity movement have you ever done deadlifts before not nah, never been able to okay do you know how to brace your core not nah, don't know how to brace my core so you're peaking you're piecing together all the puzzles everything that you've done there is what the fucking physio and chiropractor should be doing mm-hmm. that and honestly man they but they, they don't if they hurt the client, they've got a bad rep. So they don't want them doing anything. Anything at all that can possibly hurt them. I don't know, man. I think... And I think they don't know more, what they're doing. They obviously know they're book smart, right? But, aye. They're book smart. They've got no real world... Like, a book can tell... Like, in fact, our, our PT qualifications don't go by 90 degrees on your squat. Don't go by 90 degrees on your bench. Why? Because Mate. it's safer, arguably, Mate. on paper, it's safer. There was nothing in my PT qualification about squatting, bench, or deadlifting. No, so this was just lifts in general, and you had an exercise library. And I, I didn't have it. any exercise libraries, that's how little it is in mind. I was looking at, like, the lunges and all that sort of stuff, and I was just like, man. Wow. I was like, I, get, I understand why. So this is the thing where you have to bring your experience in, because I understand why they might want to avoid that. Because uh, maybe the journey to fix that is it's easier to tell people not to rather than kind of work on it. That's exactly why they do that though. Don't squat and deadlift because it's easier to tell them that than to show them proper how to do it. Mm. I think every physio and chiropractor shouldn't just do treatment on people. In all honesty, if it's about truly helping people, they should have a PT element to their job. Mm-hmm. I honestly think, and I know that's might be quite arrogant to think of us as PTs, but I'll be a better physio with the PT background I've got, would there be a better physio? Eh, sorry, would there be a better P 
PT with the physio background? No. I guess that I would be. But would you be a better chiropractor just with the physio background? Probably not. Would you be a better chiropractor on its own? I would argue. I would argue not because in a way, like our PT and we tap into this mobility stuff. We tap into we're not sitting cracking folks' necks and all that sort of stuff. And some people, yes, there's maybe a, an element of adjusting needed. But the reason people people's bodies are so broken and feel so sto- sore and they feel that they need that. Is because they don't do any of their joint mobilization. No. Like Jack brought up actually a really good point in that and saying that it's not that they need it. It's uh, no, it's not it's not that they have to do it. They just need it because of their daily life. They don't do They're anything. not prepared to do the work. So yeah, I've got a service where they can come to me and I can help them. Mm-hmm. But until I can win their trust over it, say, look, you can save yourself a shit ton of money if you put in this work. So I, I was at a uh, woman in earlier. And uh, she was coming to me because she's a bit of shoulder pain. Obviously, she just wants to get stronger in general, but went through a bit of joint mobilization. I checked her external and internal rotation. I just checked her overhead mobility. And uh, one hand was asleep, but like higher Back than the other yeah. when you got to the top. And I was like, look, that this is just really tight shoulders. Like, I could tell straight away. I was like, you obviously don't do anything when it comes to this. You don't do a lot of overhead stuff. She'd hurt herself in a class and she said to me, I liked you because you were the only person in the class that fixed my form on anything. And I was like, aye, because I don't want you hurting yourself. But I was like, I don't like you go to classes anyway. <laughs> but I was like, look, I can get you pressing the day with no pain. And we did a, a little bit of technique change and she was pressing with no pain. I was like, look, that's how simple it is to get you starting. Because then you'll change your, your technique that's as you get stronger and better, bigger and better. Mm. And I was like, so she went to a physio and they did gear exercises. I was like, you doing them? No. I was like, I know the reason you're not doing them. Is because there's no end goal for you to do them. You don't see the value of it. You don't see the value. The value is, oh, I'm only get a, going to get a wee bit better shoulder. Why? No purpose. So I'm saying to you, look, I'm going to give you mobility stuff that I'm sure your, uh, I'm sure your physios already gave you the same stuff, right? Probably, yeah. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to be overhead pressing a lot more weight if you do that. Mm. And you're going to be a lot stronger on everything else. Right, there's the reason I'm going to do that. And I know for a fact you'll date now. And she's like, I ah, know, I know. I was like, fuck it. You need to tie it into a purpose. Same with working out. Aye. You know, follow the program if, you're, if you've got no purpose. Like, I'm just going to follow this. Okay, you might do it when you're motivated for a week, but if you don't, that's why when we ask people when, when they're, they're working with us, it's like, right, why are you working with us? I'm going on holiday next year. Okay, have you thought by the holiday? No, nah, I never really thought by the holiday. Well, what would life look like? And they're like, oh, shit, aye, mm. fuck. And then even if you kind of get that at that point, first couple of sessions you're doing with people, and like, man, my energy feels so good. Mm-hmm. Remember this. Remember this. Remember this. Because that's the stuff that you you've been working forever. Aye. Everybody forgets how good they actually end up feeling because they forgot how shite they used to feel. It's one of the testimonials I got from one of my clients, and she's like, "I know this is forever now." I was like, "I've done my job then." I was like, "You, you, you," because she's even say like, "I'd like to look better." I was like, "Nothing wrong with that." I was like, "You continue to look better and better and better Any, over the years because." Mm-hmm. Consistency is there. It's not a six-week goal anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lifetime goal. Yeah. And because you know your energy's better, and yeah, you can still snack and have fucking meals out and all this sort of stuff. But understanding that's health too. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. Right. Let's get into the Q and A part. So, the <laughs> what time do you need to be here at? Eh. Uh, what time is it? Ten past. About quarter two, so we'll get time. Oh, plenty of time then. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, how to stop snacking at the weekends in night time? which is a quite a common one. So I had this quite a lot from clients this week and I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring this up as a Q&A episode. So I had, I had Steph come to me and uh, we obviously got her in. She was only eating 2,400 calories and 
I, she was like, I always find it hard to go into a car deficit. And I was like, but right, why? And she was like, I always snack when I'm at work. Always. So we need to fix that before you even go into this then. So I'm like, you're not going to be snacking now because you're eating quite a lot of calories, right? Is she? 2,400. No, I'm saying is she snacking? No, 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 no. So I was like, why are you snacking? She's like, because I'm procrastinating and I'm bored. I'm like, so you, it's a good thing is I was reading Atomic Habits at the same time, so I was like, I understand what's happening now. So she labels procrastination with snacking. So I'm like, right now, you're going to always snack when you feel that. Because you've la- your brain has labelled that together. So you got to look, why are you snacking at night or why are you snacking at the weekend? And there'll be a specific emotion that comes up, boredom, excitement, resting, and you've matched that with snacking. Now, at first, probably best to snack on something else because you're still going to want to eat during that time. Mm-hmm. And then in time, slowly stop that snacking. But it's so much easier to snack on like a packet of crisps or a bar of chocolate than it is on like an apple with some peanut butter because I know people like that and then when they put that combo together. Ugh. No, it's banging. No. It is. No, I'll take no, you but for I mean, so, I, mean I don't know what you mean. No, I, I mean yeah. something like that. Something that's still tasty but it's a little bit, a bit better on the nutrition side for you. And then slowly you can start winding it out. The worst thing to do is go, I'm not going to have that because you're lying. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be super hard to cut that out. And if you're, eat, if you're eating a lot of good protein and eating a lot of more food, you're less likely to feel like snacking as well. Yeah, I think that's really the, the important part for me. If someone's struggling with this, I'm under, I'm, I'm guessing that they're in a calorie deficit and they're, they're trying aye, to cut aye, calories aye, aye. To, to lean out, lose a bit of body fat, all this sort of stuff. Now, that being said, if the you're going to feel hungry at some points, but if you're going straight into that, these, these things are going to come out. Now, there is a bit of discipline that can that you can have. There's a couple of strategies that you can do. Like if it's nighttime, brush your teeth after dinner. That's worked really well for me in the past. Because right. you know you're like, oh, I'm not going to have that because it's, it's routine for having it. Or like you said, kind of swapping it for something else. Or portion size it. If it, This was another thing as well. Depends on the snacks. Is it a big share bag of Doritos? So if it is, why are you then in the house in the first place? I was going to say aye. So it's then breaking that down and going, right, all my partner likes having that. Right, cool. Let's, like, say it's a bag of Haribos, like a big share bag of Haribos. Buy the packets of Haribos that portion sizes it into the packets. Right, so they're, what, 90-odd calories. So you're used to doing, like, 600 calories and just say, right, cool, you're going to have one of them. You have one, you might have two, you might have three. But I was going to say, every mate, I'm single, the fault. I mean, no, yeah. It doesn't matter because every time you're having to go back to that cupboard and open another bag, and that's what you need to pay attention to in my eyes. You need to understand. It's like me with my baby bells. Baby bells are brilliant because they're fucking, they take ages to open. And you're like, fucking, fucking open this thing. And I'll have, I'm eating five of them. I'm like, man, did I actually need five there? No, it's just my brain. I was sat down watching TV and I've tied it to that. Like you said, you've paired it to that thing. You paired it to that. So I creating space to to think is a, is a good strategy. Water intake is another one. I'd probably look at if you're truly struggling with this. Are you drinking enough water? Mm-hmm. Because... The craving side of things, it's a craving at the end of the day and that water will suppress and delay that and kind of get rid of it. I'll be honest. I say this to everybody. People who talk about willpower and all this pish, right? See if you snack on something you think it's fucking banging. Chuck it. Get it out of the house. Don't have it in the house. Because you're saying have buy the small packs I'd fucking eat all the Haribos no I'm talking about like if you had a partner so if your partner's not on the journey with you it's like fuck you need the to partner bin them 
like you're going to really struggle if that's the case. So like genuinely, like that's if they're going to. You will, but there's no. You can't just go like, oh, you can't do anything. Then it's like, right, what can you do? Right? Yeah. So have a conversation with your partner. Can they hide that? Then if you feel you've not got the willpower, Jillian does that to me with these soft bakes. Mate, you do. You need to. Like, I, I, I always say to people, don't have it in the house. If you want to go and go and buy it at the shop, buy one portion and then have it. That's what I mean. Having having the portion can help you with that. Yeah. Um. So, I, yeah. I know for a fact that I, I couldn't have uh, see if I had six packs of Chris in the house and I want a pack of Chris I'd probably eat them all ah, yeah, I'm even, the even I'm as the somebody who's quote unquote lean and I say this to my clients I say I don't people get the misrepresentation that if I, I don't I don't snack because I've got all these snacks in the house and I can go I'm not having them mm. I don't have any snacks in the house because if I have snacks in the house I'll eat them all no, I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I'm, like, I'm at the I, stage now where they're, where they're not even in the house. And the snacks that I have in the house, I've got bananas. Aye. I've got dark chocolate. i tell you one thing you've got is um, Snack-A-Jack rice cake things. No, and they're, they're good. There's a paprika one. They're class. Aye, 30 aye. calories for what it is. And sometimes I, I like, if you really like the savoury type of stuff, I like that. And it's no, it's not a huge lot. So sometimes you need to... It's good to replace the void with what it is. Ah, you know, some, for some people, it's better just eliminating it. For others, it's kind of portion controlling it. Um, but yeah, I think understanding that it's a craving is most of the time uh, like why you're quote, it's quote, not snacking. Hungry. It's, it's not because hungry. you're out your routine and you're bored. Yeah. Is yeah. another thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, second one, which is about genetics. How do you know if you've reached your genetic potential? You have not. Who asked that? It was a question box, like, ages ago. I don't know who it was. You have me. Aye, so why? Why do you think they've not? Yeah, you just have me. There's so much genetic potential in every single person to continuously push the boundaries more and more and more. I believe that. You can always get better. Now, there will be a tip, like, what's that? I heard it the other day, Alpha Destiny. So, Alex Leonidas. Perfect representation of how a na- if you're natural, then you don't have a you don't have a genetic potential when it comes to it's a time potential. There's only so much time you have. Mm. It's no you don't have a size. There's no a size potential. There's no a strength potential. There's a time potential. You can only put your maximum effort in for so long mm. until other things in your life will go. That's it. This is the priority. This that you cannot get any bigger and stronger now and leaner. You can always maintain and like pro- progress some things, but there'll be a point in your life where time is over for you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You don't. There's no. You can always get that little bit bigger. You can always get that little bit stronger. I, I believe that. Do you think your your deadlift will continue to go up year over year over year until there's a time when my time runs out and I have no extra energy? Would you know class that as your genetic potential then? I, but it's not your genetic potential though it's your time potential mm. your time is run out I guess you're asking the question like what are you defining I don't know what the person means by their genetic their genetic potential, potential like, most people say I'm assuming the, the, the size I'm assuming of their muscles. muscles that Aye. this person's asked the question for but at the end of the day you're right you're like, it comes down to like priorities in life mm-hmm. and the time that you can give to that mm-hmm. and there's always something you can do whether it's one day a week whether it's seven days a week, mm-hmm. whether it's split days, whatever you, wherever you may be, if you're a, a young guy with abundance of time or you're an older guy with not as much time or you're a woman that's got no kids, women with kids, women with stressful job, like it just depends on lifestyle. And whatever your lifestyle is, you can set a baseline for it and you can just get better. 
and better and, and better. better. And that might be strength, it might be cardiovascular, it might be exposing yourself to different styles of programs. There's just so many ways to get it. So I think take comfort in that. That's another reason why too many fucking people jump on gear. I've hit my genetic potential. I say, shut up. No, you haven't. Aye, it's like, <laughs> no, you have, you're trying to, like, in a way, like, be honest with yourself, you're trying to maximise what the you've time got, potential. What you've got, aye. Because you know you've got this abundance of time, you want to get massive, right, cool. But one of the better ways to do that would be enhancing yourself so you can get away with more and you can cause more stress in your body. But at the end of the day, you would never... The people say, oh, I'm, I'm just genetically this big. It's like... These are people who's, who is on gear now. It's like, well, you'd never know. You actually never, never know because you've, as soon as you've you spoiled it. As soon as you take steroids, you'll never know where you could have been without or yeah, you, you know yeah. what I mean? And you'll then you can know. look back at some pictures when the like bodybuilders have been natural. They can go, fucking hell, he is a an ex- he is genetically gifted for his muscle mass, for example, or, or their strength or whatever. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean they're better or worse than you. Mm-hmm. Just you've got your own. You get your own lifestyle that you need to I think what people forget is with genetics, there's only a small minority minority with really bad genetics and a small minority with really really good genetics everybody else is just kind of in the middle somewhere yeah so for you to say you're Nobody, the how many people do you know that's over six foot five i know first guy i ever seen the other day was that big mikey guy <laughs> first person in my life i'm 30 years old right shack o'neill was the other guy did you, did you meet him i met him, met him in florida oh so you did so you did huge aye, aye. huge these people like that's how few and far between these people the are. genetic anomalies um, are so if you're to say my genetics are really bad, you know about your lifestyle before probably was really bad. That's what mine is now. I look back and go, where could I have been if I actually started training properly so young? Who knows? Who cares either? And who cares? But your genetic potential is a lot higher than you think. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And and I think this is where you can call bullshit and people who are fake natties, right? So I'm just genetically gifted. It's like mm. you can tell. Aye. You can tell how from if you're they're still training super super hard and you're like man. I just, they're just telling me I need to train harder. Yes, there's an element of intensity you need to bring into, but if, I don't know, it's just... Someone who's naturally really big and really strong and an absolute animal will probably say, I have really good genetics. Do you know what I mean? They won't say, you need need to work harder. They'll say, I've done this uh, this amount of time, I have good genetics, and I was lucky to get the uh, the coaching that I did. Because you need all that to be at an unbelievable level, naturally. Do you know? Think for that individual though. Say that individual saying they're naturally like that, but they they look enhanced. For example, mm-hmm. do you know? Think they're bullshitting though. No, everybody know. I believe there's some anomalies out there who. But in the sense of how rare it is to see a six foot seven person, like there's a. But when lot do of you them. ever? When do you ever see these anomalies in person? Never. Well, then wishy. This is what I mean. And wishy alone is about fucking fifteen of them. Who nighties? Oh, you know, right. like, you know aye, what I mean? aye, aye, but they're, they're, but even when you see them in person, compared to the actual people who are stepping on stage, not even close. Yeah, true. They're true. not even close to them, man. Yeah, they're big to us. To you. <laughs> <laughs> right, last one, which is about self belief and confidence. How do you build confidence in yourself? You go. So, thinking about this, and I, I don't know where the person's coming from. There's a couple of different things that you can do, but. I think it all starts with like what kind of mindset and outlook have you got to your lifestyle? Because you need you kind of start there first. Doesn't matter how confident you are, if you're at the end of the day going, "I hate this, I hate this, I'm shit at this, I'm shit at this." Doesn't matter how confident you are, you're <laughs> there's there's other pieces to the puzzle that you probably need to work on first. Um, 
I think you need to, like confidence in what? Is it confidence in a conversation? Is it confidence lifting weights? It's usually confidence. Is it confidence aye, in, it's usually confidence in an area where they want to be Because I'm a confident individual and that bleeds over to our things. But if I need to go up and speak a, in front of a hundred people, I'm still going to be a wee bit nervous for that. But I'm confident in my ability to, to, to do, do it. That. So why why is that different for me to maybe anyone listening to this? If you if you ask somebody the question, can you go up and speak to a hundred people on stage? A lot of people think you're like that's like fuck shit for you to do that Aye. and i know that that's scary to me but i'm confident that i would be able to do it so i'm thinking to myself right why is that exposure is probably one thing exposure is massive so i spoke in front of like 15 20 40 50 people actually when i think about corporate workplaces um then the other thing that comes to my mind is adversity and i think what adverse situations is because we need you need tough times to build character you need resilience and I've got that resilience through trying to lift a weight, not being able to lift a weight, and then lifting a wee bit more. Mm-hmm. Seeing my body change, seeing my strength change, seeing an exercise that I couldn't do and now being able to do it, working on my mobility, increasing my step counts, introducing an activity like cycling to the gym, for example, trying to get up a wee bit earlier, reading a book. So all these different things I've I've applied in that. That's where I would say that probably leads into my, my confidence. Yeah. But I think if you start with your confidence on your ability to do something, that'll bleed over into a conversation, into speaking on stage, into lifting weights. Because if you don't believe in yourself, doesn't matter how confident you're lifting weights. How do you get self-belief be... though? Eh? How do you get self-belief? By, that's what I mean, exposure. Mm-hmm. Exposure of these things is like trying some, has to be with trying something new that you find hard. And that might be, don't don't be a dickhead with this and go, right, I'm going to try a 300 kilo deadlift. Like, be realistic. So for me, one of the one of the fundamental things I've I, I done was working out at night time and changing that to working out in the morning. I was like, I'm going to try this morning workout thing. I want to try it for 30 days. And that's all I started with. And that built a wee bit of belief in myself. Like, right, if I can do that, what else can I do? And you know what? I want to be a manager at this job. I want to climb the financial. I want to get more money. Right, what can I do in my job? Right, you need to become a team coach. Right, I'm going to be a, how do I become a team coach? So it gave me belief in that aspect. And it's just, it's just, you're not just doing one thing and you've got this fucking overwhelming sense of belief. It's all these little things that you stack up that lead into that self-belief, I believe. I know, I, I agree. I heard that, so somebody told me this the other day and I actually used it. So obviously, Alex and Moses' book is like, we're talking about the leads. And I was thinking, man, so I was going to have a serious conversation with my dad about something yesterday. So I was like, this week I've been like on the edge. Do I want to really be talk, having converse, loads of conversations with other people and having this serious conversation. I was like, probably no. But I was like, even after this, I know I'm going to be nervous to do this because it's just intimidation. Never done it before. Never done anything nice. like this. But the what if theory is fucking fantastic. So you've got a situation. you got to ask yourself, what if? So for me, it's what if I don't message all these people? Well, I don't get new clients. If I don't get new clients, then I don't get money. If I don't get money, I lose my house. If I don't have money, then I need to go stay at my dad's. If I don't get to stay at my dad's, then I'm homeless, right? So the what if I don't mess these people could lead me to being homeless. Mm. It could, right? Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not, I'm not doing that, right? I'll do that then. I might not do it full effort, but see, as soon as I said that to myself, my head, I was like, I'm more likely to do this straight away. Mm. Fuck, because it was like somebody said to me, "You need to do, you need to do this, what I've everything." And it was just so the, the po- it's, like, it's an amazing strategy. That was a situation that popped into my head, and I was like, "Right, 
I'm going to set up a system. I'm going to do this, mm. and I'm going to rem- remind myself before I do it because I know I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to go, what if I become homeless? Mm. Do you know what I mean? You need to take yourself because the person was like, you need to go back, back and back. I'm like, right, cool. I was like, fuck, man. See the other way of doing it as well because sometimes if we're talking about the mindset of an individual right at the start of this episode. You sit down, you get the victim mentality. Yeah. And you say, what if to that scenario? Mm-hmm. They're more likely to go, what if? I've still got my job. I could find other clients, right? So you need to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. But another way of looking at it is going forward with it. What if I message these clients and I get 10? What happens if I message these clients and I grow my business to the next level? You need to kind of look at it from both sides. So sometimes you need to dangle the carrot, but also light the fire under your arse at the same so time. So I was going to say that... that, that Depends the, on the person. The carrot, no, the carrot will get you there a wee bit, but fear ultimately, pleasure's not enough to get you past fear. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Pain is, pain, pain will get you past fear. Yeah, that pain will go. Fuck this. Pleasure will go. I'm still scared. I'm still scared. I, I don't know how it feels. I don't know how that feeling feels. But if you understand that the pain that it could cause by you know doing something, you got to go. What if I don't ask this girl like? Well, if I, don't, single forever. I, I, if I don't ask her out, then I'm still going to stay single. And if I don't ask the next person out, then I'm definitely going to stay single. And what's single make me feel like? What's well, make me feel miserable? Mm. And if I don't have, if I don't have a girlfriend, then I'm never going to have kids. I really fucking want kids. If I never have kids, then oh, what, 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 will my, what, what will my mum and dad think of me? Do you know what I mean? And then you go, fuck, I'm just going to ask that girl. Out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. All uh, right. <laughs> fucking shouldn't have asked her. <laughs> This is the one of the biggest things. Getting a no off a lassie is no a bad thing. That's what builds your character Mate, and your confidence. I, honestly, I think, it, like, I think it's because we, we get no's off people all the time. So we're more accustomed to it. But getting a no off a girl, it's not a fucking big deal, man. <laughs> I remember it used to be a big deal when I was younger. Absolutely, you'd be like, fucking gutted, man. I have just plucked up the courage. But once you date a couple of times, you go, right, cool, man. Like, fuck it. Well, don't get me wrong, there's some guys that take it to the extreme, man. You see the message about 20 birds and they've got, no, 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 no. Do you know what I mean? Aye. That's why you're getting told no. But aye, but self-belief and having confidence in yourself, reps is one of the biggest. Aye, reps and exposure for sure. Aye. But I like that, I like that wee strategy. What's the thing with your dad? You know, saying that in this? No, no, I don't mind. It's just I had to have a open conversation about the past one right. that I've never had before. Mm. And uh, I, was, I was worried about it. And again, you're worrying about nothing, man. Have you had it? Had it, I had it. It was a good conversation, and uh, in that conversation, to do with therapy and stuff. To do, with, yeah. it's just to do with the past mm. and getting past, like understanding it, get past it. it. Yeah. And a uh, class conversation, and I said, I said to him, the reason I'm having this conversation is because I don't want to ever have this conversation again. We don't need to talk about the past ever again if we get it all out. Mm. And uh, also, did say like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing life in a different aspect, and I'm going, I won't be like that. And he's like, I don't think you will. I was like, no, I won't. And no, see, see, when I say, see when I said that, I was like, fuck, man, I actually meant that, like, full wholehearted, like, I'll do everything that I mean. Like, when I said that to myself, like, we'll talk about confidence, I was like, I am confident that I won't be mm. more than I ever have been in my life. Sometimes I've said things and, like, you fake it till you make it. Like, and fake it till you make it does work, by the way. It does. I mean, that's why it's a strategy people talk talk about. You you understand why what we're talking about here when Richard's episode come out because there's there's levels to faking it till you make it. Aye, um, and that's the controversial thing about PTs being out of shape. So Richard's one will be a sat- the day after us, Saturday after us. No, two weeks, three. Two weeks. No, no, because we get David's. Fuck aye, aye. 
So he'll be not be another six weeks, five weeks. Aye, but you can fake a team, make it, and you go, I'm just going to try. Just going to try. Nothing, aye. Yeah. And I'm just going to try. What, 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 I don't know what, I don't know the bad thing will happen, I don't know the good thing will happen, I'm just going to try. Because I, I feel like I need to. Mm. And you go and try, and whatever fucking happens, you learn for your lesson. Aye. So aye, there. That's how you build confidence, guys. Yeah, right, yeah. That was the last question, so we'll wrap things up there. So as always, guys, you know where to find us. Find us on YouTube. We're a few subscribers away from 300, so if you're we'll watching this... We'll be there this, by then, man. Aye, so well, hopefully we're there by then. Get us to 400. Aye, so if you haven't subscribed, head over to YouTube. It's completely free to create an account, a wee Google account, and uh, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen to this... Uh, it's the best way for you to support us so head over to there and and get some five stars leaving so until next time have a nice one